Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Creative Conversations. I'm your host, Alonzo Vermont. We are live from beautiful downtown Louisville on 106.5 Forward Radio. I encourage you to check out our website, forwardradio.org, and donate if you're inclined to do so. We thank you for your support and hope you enjoy today's episode. Okay, what's going on, everybody? I'm so excited to have three of my oldest friends uh, joining me today. Um, All of these people went to high school with me. Uh, We went to the Youth Performing Arts School at DuPont Manual in Louisville, and so I'm really excited to have a conversation uh, with them. So let's welcome Mr. Jesse Barfield. Hi, Jesse. How are you? Hello, Alonzo. I am well. How are you? Doing excellent. Doing excellent. Fantastic. Yep. All right. We also have Patrick Martin, everybody. Patrick, Patrick, how are you? What's going on? I'm good, thanks. Just back in Louisville for a while. How are you? I'm excellent. We'll talk about that here in a second. And of course, we have uh, Miss Elizabeth Morgan. I could give her Hello. seven long names that we could call her. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to call her Libby for the sake of this recording. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. I hope they're all seven good names. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> so, um, if people don't know, you know, the Youth Performing Arts School um, is a uh, magnet program that's a part of DuPont Manual, but it sort of runs and operates as if it's its own entity. Um, and all of us went to the school there. So I just want to ask you guys, how did you first hear about YPASS? What made you interested in going? And then what was the process like for you to audition and, and start attending the school? We'll start with you, Jesse. I did not learn about Y-Pass until my, let's see, seventh grade year at Highland Middle School. And J.C. Reedy came and promoted the school with a really great presentation. We all know how energetic and engaging J.C. Reedy is um, as the yeah, assistant to the principal. That was his job, right? Yep. And he's a performer at heart, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he knows the business, too. He knows the ins and outs. He knows yep. everything about it tell you from A to Z. Yep. Um, What a great leadership, for sure, because that is what really inspired me to even uh, attempt to go to this school Mm -hmm. that I had not heard about previously. Absolutely. I was the same way. I didn't even hear about it until my eighth grade year, and I was right next door at no middle school. So um, same, and I was in that same boat. So you uh, were a musical theater major. Um, Was that your first choice? Uh, yes, I, I also worked with Louis Bailey, who is one of the assistant uh, conductors, I believe it or was at the Louisville Youth Choir at that time. And also I knew him from the church that I used to attend. And so he really prepped me for a lot of for the auditions. And I decided to audition for three categories for uh, vocal, for vocal music. Is that what it is? Uh, uh, choir, right? Thank you. And musical theater and then theater. And uh, I'll tell you, my mom was so nervous. She was like, what if you don't get into any of them? What happens then? What do you do? It's like, well, Ma, we'll just take that chance. So I got the letter back and I got into all three. So I had to make this, this hard choice 
Um, it, it was almost difficult, except musical theater. That's just, that was what I was totally wanted, gun and yeah. sword. Um, and it combined all of those elements that I loved at that time and still do. Right. Well, and you ended up doing a little bit of everything, um, you know, kind of along the way. Um, <clears throat> so being a musical theater major your freshman year, we'll, we'll get, actually, we'll get back into musical theater because we all have had our experiences with that. So I want to talk about that. All right, Patrick, uh, what about you? What was your experience like uh, before uh, being accepted into uh, Y-Pass? Um, so I didn't learn about Y-Pass until my eighth grade year. Um, my teacher at the time, actually, I went to a small Catholic school, um, mentioned it to me. She was like, you, you really should look into that. Um, and the music director at my church and I were on some music. Um, and I auditioned um, for David Brown, who just recently passed away. Um, great musician, um, great human being. But um, I remember like being absolutely nervous during my audition, singing um, Danny Boy and <laughs> The Impossible Dream. Those were my two audition pieces. Wait, you didn't sing, um, you didn't sing an Italian aria? I did not. What? <laughs> I know, yeah. I, uh, I was not versed in that sort of music at the time. And David Brown was like, eh, it's fine. Um, so then I sing the two pieces and he has me sight read, which I've never done before in my life. He wants me to do it on Solfege. Never heard of Solfege before in my life. And Solfege I faked my way through it. Tito, just in case people don't know. <laughs> right. Uh, faked my way through it. He kind of laughed. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like a, you know, oh, that was, that was good sort of laugh. Um, it's funny because now um, you know if you heard somebody trying to fake their way through it, you would absolutely know if they're faking. Right, right. <laughs> um, but somehow I got in and yeah, here I am. Awesome, awesome. All right, Libby, what about you? <clears throat> so um, I was actually, mine was at the last second, my eighth grade year. I was all set up actually to go to Seneca high school and do the volleyball team and um a lifelong neighbor of my family's chad broski actually was their grandson and wait, wait, we wait, used to wait, say wait. hi to each the <laughs> the chad broski yes Did uh, yes my, <laughs> yes uh so chad's grandmother beverly who was an adorably wonderful woman um, lived across the street from my grandmother. And so as um, kids, we only ran into each other a couple of times, but um, they heard that I liked to sing and they said, Beverly said, well, my son, Chad, just got admitted into the Youth Performing Arts School. And my grandmother mentioned it to me and I said, what is that school? Because it sounded interesting. And so they kind of, um, we talked to my vocal teacher. I was actually getting into vocal um, lessons and it happened to be, one of um, uh, Mr. Brown, just previously mentioned, um, one of his old students, um, Stephen, and oh my goodness, his last name totally escapes me. He is a wonderful singer, sang at Juilliard. So anyway, um, he ended up saying, yeah, that's a great option for you. And Stephen so Kent, right? I went to my auditions. No. Huh? 
Go ahead. I'll I edit. went to I'll my edit audition. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I can remember it later, but I can't remember it now. Um, but anyway, he, um, I had horrible bronchitis and it was to the point that I had slipped <laughs> into la like laryngitis. And, uh, um, so I went to my audition and I brought a tape with me, which is not, they do not take a student based off of a tape because they can't know if it's really the student or not. However, um, after hearing me try to sing the first two measures of my song, they actually stopped me and said, we will listen to your tape and we will actually see if we will accept you based off of your tape. <laughs> and so I went home that day thinking, okay, you just blew that one. And they accepted me and he did let me know it was completely off of the recommendation of my vocal teacher. Um, and I am so blessed for that moment because I adore singing and all forms of artistical expression. So it's, it's been a, a lifetime thing for me now. Yeah, I'm with you. I, my, my audition wasn't great. I did sing stars from Les Mis. Um, <laughs> and I sang, um, an Italian aria that I don't remember that I learned for the audition. So I had no idea what I was actually doing, but we were supposed to sing a song in another language. Um, and so I chose that number. Do you remember what you sang for your audition, Libby? It was in a, it was an Italian aria. I think it was Nel cor più non mi sento, quite honestly. Excuse me. I, I think I sang Caro mio ben mi fa, that song. <laughs> that's one of the, that's one of the Italian, like, you know, songs that all of us had to learn our first year. I mean, there was like 10 of them. Like, yeah. say to mommy, like all of that. Yeah. All right. Jesse, do you remember what you sang uh, or, or performed at any of your auditions? Oh, gosh. Uh, yes. I remember the Latin song I sang was Hanis Angelicus, um, which is hard now. So I'm sure I sounded beautiful. <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, luckily for the musical theater portion, I had already been working on a Godspell number because we had just performed Godspell at um, Highland Middle School. And We Beseech Thee, I think was the song I did. Um, I don't remember the monologue. I am sure. Oh, it might have been something from Godspell or maybe from, um, from like, El Gallo, the narrator. And Fantastics. Thank you. Yes. Fantastics. I haven't thought about that show in a while. Yeah. Um, and then for the other two monologues in, in theater, I honestly don't remember. Interesting. I'm sure it's overlap. Do you remember your actual auditions? Like, do I have a visual memory of them? Yeah. Yeah. They are definitely flash, flashbulb memories. Like I, I think for all of us, we probably all have them sort of etched in our, in our memories. <laughs> well, because it's terrifying. I mean, it's terrifying. You're in front of these people you don't know. Um, it's Y Pass. It's the school. Um, and there's tons of people there to audition. Um, luck, we were so lucky for vocal music to have um, David Brown, who was excellent. And he, uh, he, uh, he even came to my house to talk to my parents about me going there and everything. It was amazing because 
we, it, for us, it was just so foreign. It was so foreign, um, this idea of going to a school, a magnet school. That was just something that we hadn't really done. So, um, so that was really interesting. Patrick, what about you? Do you remember what you sang or performed in your auditions? Yeah, I sang The Impossible Dream and Danny Boy. Oh, you just said that. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, Danny Boy. Yeah, I feel like everybody sang that at some point. If you were a choir kid, we sang Oh, Danny Boy for sure. <laughs> and, I, and Lock Lomond. I remember Lock Lomond a lot. So let me ask you guys, once you, you know, started attending, um, you know, Jesse, you were in the musical theater program. The, the other three of us, we were in vocal music. Um, I know for me, just being in that atmosphere, being in that environment just changed my life um, and gave me a real visual of what it was like to be around the, the most elite talent, um, you know, in, in, in our area. Uh, and so I learned a lot very quickly, although I was also very timid at first. Um, I did not jump out, you know, in front of everybody uh, until much later but we were in boys choir, Patrick, you know, we started out in, in all boys choir and then concert choir. What was that like being surrounded by, you know, some of the most talented kids in Jefferson County? Definitely really intimidating. Um, you know, I was, I, I could sing, but I knew nothing about music and how to be a musician. Um, I could barely like read music to be quite honest. So to be kind of just thrust into a program and you're just like, I'm with really smart people and people who know exactly what they're doing. That was, that was a little scary. Absolutely. I do think once you're there for a little bit, you start to realize that everybody's sort of swimming upstream and trying to figure it out as they go. And, you know, there are even seniors who don't necessarily know how to read music that you kind of learn as you, as you, as you go along the way. Um, but Libby, um, as a female, what was that like for you? It had to be much more intimidating for you. At least guys, you know, if, if you're a guy and you're halfway talented, you know, you were likely to be accepted because, you know, they always need voice. But being a girl, um, you know, what was that like for you? And being a soprano. <laughs> um, it was extremely competitive. Um, however, I will say this, I myself, I had a lot of anxiety and I was pretty introverted as a, as a student. Now, once I got to know you and, and people who know me, I blab like nothing. Um, but at the time I was pretty, I don't put myself out there. And in that world, like you said, it was some of the top singers in the Louisville Metro area that you're going to come across. And so I was listening to voices. A few of them I knew. I actually, um, I found one of my old brochures while you were talking to somebody else. And um, so my old vocal teacher that actually off of his recommendation, um, David uh, Brown actually did it was Stephen Paul Spears. And um, Emily Neubauer was one of his um, yeah. students. Melissa Snowgroves was one of his students. Brittany Thomas was one of his students. Um, and so I had a lot of those sopranos I had actually seen in concert. I had done prior to this and so when I came in there these were kids that I had heard their beautiful voices and I was like oh my gosh I'm in a choir with these people and now I have to actually sing as well as them in some capacity right. <laughs> um, 
And, and so it was a little bit daunting at first, but like you said, once you kind of understood the mentality of an ensemble choir, and I, I think that was one of the best things we had that at the very beginning, before we really started the school year, we had one master class um, prior to wonderful Mr. Timothy Glasscock um, doing his first year with us. We had that master class with um, David Brown and his speech. I don't remember I the eloquence. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, we actually met... Oh, no, we met. Gosh, we met in our eighth grade year. Eighth grade year, yeah. Yeah, to take the test, which I, okay, so I had not heard about Y-Pass at all. So it, I did not understand the prestige behind Y-Pass. My parents understood it, but I did not understand it. So the fact that I got in was surprising to me. And then when I did that master class with him, I said, oh, my gosh, I'm in over my head here. And it was Absolutely. terrifying yeah. at first. Um, but one of the great things there was they, you know, they really did teach you it's not about you it's about the sound as a whole mm -hmm. so that that helps but as far as the solos and I think one of the things that was most intimidating in the vocal department was the quartets that you had to do to prove Very that you so. knew your line being by yourself the only soprano up there was was fairly daunting at first but by your senior year you were you were okay with that and i think that puts you kind of ahead of a lot of people oh i think that was one of the scariest things we had to do especially when you were preparing for auditions for um like all state choir and then we had to sight read on top of that and you're by yourself you have to do it on the spot you've never seen this music before and you have to do it you know as a group um I was really blessed. I, you know, I think you were too. Maybe all of us were um, to to get to go to all state a couple times. Um, and I feel like you maybe even went to all county or something as well. But um, you know, we were really blessed to get that opportunity to sing with kids from all these other schools. Um, and I think, and definitely, we have to shout out Tim Glasscock because we were his very first class. <laughs> Uh, I take great pride in that. Uh, we were his first class, uh, the class of 05, and we drove him crazy. But I'm telling you what, there is not a single human alive that I have learned more from. Um, and just from a day-to-day -day standpoint, just watching him, I wanted to emulate my, my voice to emulate his voice. I wanted to sing like he sang. Um, and so I thought it was just so cool to, to, to be in that first class. So we, me, Pat and, and, and Libby decided, you know, during our sophomore year, you could double major, um, in a program, or maybe, maybe it was a minor, maybe you could minor in another program, but I think we had to do the same requirements as majors after <laughs> we got in. But, um, we decided that we wanted to also do musical theater. And so we auditioned for the musical theater program. It was um, <clears throat> um, the first year, I think it was myself and Libby and then uh, two friends of ours, Tony and Ashley. And then Patrick came later, if I'm not mistaken. Right, Patrick? Yeah, I didn't actually do the minor until my senior year. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Pat, let me just say something about Patrick. Patrick was like Glasscock's right-hand guy. Um, you know, he was there all the time in the choir room. He was always assisting, uh, doing what he could. Um, what was that time like for you, Patrick? Um, it was real. 
I would say it was really formative for like what I'm doing now in yeah. here. Um, I mean, basically at the time I was librarian. Um, I was, you know, kind of running things and kind of making sure that, you know, Glasscock had everything that he needed and then, you know, students were getting what they needed. And mm-hmm. um, I think that's part of the reason I got into stage management um, later in life um, in college. Um, and now, you know, being in production management. So, yeah, I, I think definitely the, the time I spent with Dr. Glasscock in the choir room is, is definitely why I'm doing what I'm doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Jesse, you were already in musical theater uh, and you got to learn from three amazing uh, teachers in my mind, in my estimation, Tim Murner, Gail Benedict, and... William Bradford, Billy Bradford. Um, what was that like on a day-to-day basis? I mean, so you rotated around, you would do music, you would do dance, you would do theater, and you sort of rotated, you know, through the different classes every day. What was that like? Was that overwhelming at first? Um, well, first, I'd actually like to go back and talk about the first year uh, of the musical theater program. It actually okay. is not a musical theater program for the first year. It is just a theater program at the time. At the time. So we, I did not take any music or dance classes my entire freshman year um, through, the musical, through the musical theater program. Now, I did take Fundamentals of Dance, um, which was a really, oh, which is a whole other story and absolutely wonderful and a great immersion, in, first immersion into dance. Um, and I forgot about oh, that class, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Mel. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Is he still teaching? What does he do? I I have no idea. I do believe he left after that year. After yeah, our friend. I think he did. Mm-hmm. I don't remember why, but then Kathy Burnett came in, right? Yes, yes. Um, so, and uh, whom I adore. Uh, but, so for the first year in musical theater program, it's all theater, which is a great, great initiative because it keeps you immersed in it. Not yeah. only are you learning um, the history of theater, you're also learning about Laban movement analysis, international phonetic alphabet. Um, you're learning Alexander technique. And so those really, you can draw on those sources later on, which I think is the point. And it's, it was a great program. Move on to your second year. That's when you only do the opposite. You do music and uh, dance for the entire year. Mm-hmm. So you get no uh, theater experience in terms of uh, truth theater class um which was i think then was almost a pyramid effect so you could get the foundation of acting layer it with um, music and dance and then that third year if you had completed and done well i guess in those two aspects you moved on to having all three types of classes for the uh, uh sorry the um Oh my gosh, the next two years. Yeah. Uh, I, I loved it. I, yeah. I think the program approach was great. Oh, I think I, it really, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. I think it really instilled passion for theater mm. and not just for musical theater, but for the, the foundation for it. And I look to that as an example in my life many times. Absolutely. So Bypass is unique um, in the fact that it only has one main stage musical each year. It's still that way today. Um, some people have criticized that. Um, 
you know, they say it's because YPASS really is not there for the performance aspect uh, of theater, but the educational aspect of theater. And so that's why they only do one main stage musical. Um, Jesse, you were in several, I think you maybe were in four shows while you were four main stage shows, um, right? Um, well, I musicals, you mean, because they have one each. Main stage musicals, yes. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I was in every musical that we did. Between freshman and senior year. Yes. So every you, single. So those were Kiss Me Kate, 42nd Street, Les Mis, and Sweet Charity, right? Yes, that is correct. So, so tell us about that experience being in, especially your first main stage show and what, that, what that's like. I mean, I remember what it was like for me. And I was a junior by the time I did it. So what was that like for you? That was a whole new experience. I felt completely underwater, almost in the weeds. I mean, luckily, the part that they got, that uh, Gail Benedict and Robbie Edwards gave me was a smaller part. So I could work on um, figuring out what a show really meant and what it looked like and felt like. Mm -hmm. uh, but I will say this one time, I... Okay, so we all know the golden rule about getting a haircut during a show. <laughs> yep. And a small freshman Jesse did not know that rule. So my hair went from down around my ears to almost buzzed off. Wow. The, when I got in rehearsal, you could see Mal, like jaws drop. And not just like my castmates, but also the directors. Mm -hmm. uh, Gail was red. She was furious and gave this very strict, and Robbie helped, uh, this very, very strict uh, sermon almost, a uh, little powwow about how um, you are to never cut your hair. <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny because people who don't do theater have no idea that that is like the number one rule of being in a show. You do not do it. Period. You, you do not change your physical appearance unless oh. it is directed by guess who? The director. director. And I did not have that. <laughs> I love that. That's really funny. That's a funny story. I, you know, I, I think too, it's like when you watch those shows, I mean, I remember watching Kiss Me Kate and I saw Kismet the year before, um, just being so intimidated, you know? And a funny story, you know, I know you and Patrick were in 42nd Street, but I... Um, Went to the audition for 42nd Street, and I thought, okay, I'm going to just jump out there and try it. Uh, you know, musicals were foreign to me, but I'm going to do it. So I decided to go to the audition, and I sang another opening, another show from Kiss Me Kate. This was for 42nd Street, which was going to be for the next year. Uh, and I did a monologue from Jim Carrey's movie Liar, Liar. Uh, <laughs> one of the last scenes in the, sh in the movie when he's in court and he kind of goes crazy. And, and, and they loved it. Billy Bradford, I had Billy Bradford laughing out loud, which shocked me, you know, they thought it was great. And so I felt really good until I walked into that dance studio and I saw everybody warming up, all, everybody getting their tap shoes, you know, all warmed up and, you know, they're doing little routines on the side. And I'm like, I cannot do this. 
And we end up starting to learn the routine and I'm sort of in the middle and I'm just like, I'm not going to embarrass myself. I'm just going to slip out of the room. And I did. And I ended up seeing Billy Bradford um, the next day. And he says, why did you leave? And I said, because I couldn't do that, you know? And he said, well, we were going to teach everybody to tap over the summer for those who couldn't tap. We were going to have a workshop for everybody. Uh, and had you just stayed and tried and gave it the effort, you would have been cast in the show. And so, um, Patrick, I know you did it. You didn't tap before, but you decided you had the courage to, to step out there. What was that like for you? Um, it, was, it was a little intimidating again. Um, you know, never having tapped before in my life. Um, you know, I, learning how to do a full lap, you know, which is arguably the easiest thing to do in, in tap dance. Um, but, you know, then the, the summer intensive, I think, was like a two-week, four hours a day, sort of let's learn how to tap. Um, and then towards the end of the second week, um, Gail Benedict started teaching the opening number to the show so that we had a little bit of a head start come once school actually started. Um, and then, I mean, rehearsals, uh, Gail was always about building up our, our stamina and our, and our tolerance um, for, for tapping. So the way we would end rehearsal every day was running the opening number two or three times, like back to back to back without stopping. We were just like, you know, start it, stop, take a breath, go again, take a breath, go again. It was insane. Libby, you were with me in the audience watching 42nd Street. To this day, I think it is the best high school show I have ever seen. And I've directed some good ones. And I still think it is the best high school show I have ever seen. Uh, what did you think about it? I remember that opening tap number, um, Patrick, and that work you were talking about that they did absolutely paid off. I remember um, the point where they, at one point, they just lifted the stage up, I don't know, maybe two and a half, three feet, and you were just watching the feet of probably a good, at least, what, 40, 50 people, and it was in my mind, I had never seen tap before. And it was in unison. I mean, you could hear it sounded like one tap happening. Now, if I were to go back now and watch it now that I've had a lot more years of, of tap, I would love to see it again. But at the time, I had never I mean, I had seen shows that had come in to Kentucky, you know, I saw Jesus Christ Superstar and Chorus Line. So I, I had seen a little bit of really good tap. And this just blew my mind away. And not only at the fact that it was at a high school level, just at any level, it was yeah. that, for me, impressive. And I was like, I will never be in a show. So <laughs> <laughs> well, I did not try out for any show until Les Mis. I think for me, it was, it was the moment I saw that show seven times and that was the moment. Uh, I mean, I skipped class every matinee that there, that, that, that existed. I skipped class. I would stay after school on Fridays and stay all the way through until the show was over. And the show didn't start till what seven or eight o'clock 
Um, and I would stay at, in the building, hang out in the choir room, you know, so that I could stick around for the show um, because I wanted to see it. And that was the moment that I said, I have to do this. I have to do musical theater. Don't get me wrong. I loved vocal music. And we did some amazing concerts. Um, you know, we got to go to Italy and some other things, um, you know, performing with our choir, which, which were amazing. But, but there was being in musical theater was just the next level for me. Um, and I didn't realize it was something that I was so passionate about. So we, um, you know, into going into our junior year, at the end of our sophomore year, we all auditioned for Les Mis, which was our main stage show. Um, and I think, you know, <laughs> being in the room with so many amazingly talented singers, and Patrick, I don't know if you remember, but, you know, the callbacks were a little different. We didn't have callbacks for specific roles. We had like men and then we had women. Um, and so we had to come into the room kind of prepared to sing for all of these different roles. Do you remember that? Well, so funny story is I did not get a callback. Well, my oh. name was, my, well, no, no, no. So my name was not on the callback list. And I, being kind of a diva at the time, Decided, <laughs> decided I wouldn't go to school the next day. I was just like, ugh, I'm so upset. I didn't get a call back. I'm staying home. So I didn't go to school. And then the day after, you know, I'm back at school and Mr. Glasscock, who was directing the show, was like, why didn't you come to school yesterday? And I was like, I was sick. And he's like, were you sick because your name wasn't on the callback list? And I was like, mm, kind of, maybe. And he was like, well, it was a typo. Your name was supposed to be on the list. <laughs> <laughs> so thankfully like they had they had to have a second day of callbacks because they wanted to see some more out of certain people that I was you know that I was able to then do a callback for um, that is a great story that's, that's my I did not know story. that yeah that's so, a good lesson that you learned though Patrick absolutely if you if you don't get a callback still go to school the next day <laughs> I know a bunch of kids I can tell that to right now, actually. Um, so uh, Libby, what was your callback experience like? Um, so, do you remember, like, do you remember when you I, found out? I do, like that I got a callback. I remember when I got casted, I did not remember seeing the callback list, but I do remember going into the room and just seeing this, whole cacophony of people that I had never worked with before. And remember. these were people I had seen in 42nd Street, which, I, I mean, it was already intimidating listening to the Sopranos and choir, but these were people that could dance yeah. in the way that I yeah. knew at the time I couldn't do it. At least we uh, knew what the choir kids could do. The musical theater kids yes. were like, ah! We Total. are the wild and, card. And <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that was, I think that was my lesson I learned out of that, because there were many lessons that I learned from that process, was that um, you had to be flexible for things that you had never encountered before. And I remember that I was switching around. I, I think they kept me roughly around one part. I don't think I sang for very, very many different parts, but we had to interact with another actor and I had not acted at that point in my life. And so at, at one point the, uh, um, 
the actor opposite of me. His name was Joey Stone, and he was older. He was a senior. He would have been a junior going into being a senior that year, and um, he was trying to act with me, which is something that I would totally do now in an audition. But at the time I had never had somebody interact with me. And I think the character, he touched my hair and I was you so guys were loving I just stopped. You guys were I just love interest. stopped singing. Uh, yes, we were love interest in that particular moment. And, um, and I remember, I think, I think that stopped the callbacks for about two seconds because I was so flustered that I had I never had anybody touch my hair before I remember that um but yeah it was it was intimidating um but after you got into kind of what parts you were singing over and over again and you started hearing other people who were just as nervous as you it it was easier to ease into it a little bit yeah Jesse what was that experience like for you I mean you were you ended up being cast as Gavroche, you know, obviously who is a, is a young, younger boy. What was that? Ex granted, you kind of looked like a young boy at the time, but what was that experience like for you? <laughs> oh, it was perfect typecasting. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was exactly spot on. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because I think I, I, we sang and there were a couple of us and then the cast list came out and it was, just me or it was me and someone else but i don't remember who it was i don't either but it doesn't really matter because then that person dropped out so it was just me in that part and that was why i ended up not being double cast yeah however i got back the next year and a doc dr glasscock now is he um he asked he said, I am so glad that you look the way you do and you didn't grow. I was so worried you were gonna like skyrocket yeah. to this tall person and I never I have not grown since. <laughs> well that's not exactly true. But um uh Patrick, you were actually double cast as the lead, um, as the male lead, not as charity. Um, but as the, the male lead in that show, um, how, what was that like being, I mean, I know personally what it was like for you, but when you found out that you were going to be Oscar. Um, I was, I was really surprised. It, um, wasn't the role I was gunning for actually. I was, um, I was trying to be, um, Vittorio Vidal, who's the Italian movie star, um, and sings this great ballad and then just disappears. Which um, I was surprised that that's the role I was cast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was it was kind of it was kind of nerve wracking because I had never never really acted um, in that sort of capacity before, um, and I remember, I mean, you know, learning lines that was easy for me. Um, learning the music that was easy, but delivering the lines that was that was the hardest part because, you know, Oscar is a serious character, but he's situationally funny. And I didn't really know how to be mm -hmm. funny in that sense. Um, so that, that took a lot of work. Um, and I even, you know, went to one of the other theater teachers and I was just like, I'm just, I'm not getting this. What am I not getting? And, you know, getting a, a second viewpoint as to what my character was going through. It was like, oh, okay. And it, it, then that's when it started clicking. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Uh, a couple shows. So I think Jesse and Libby, we performed in Nine Young Men from Kentucky, uh, <laughs> written by Gail Benedict and Tim Murner. Um, I was just thinking about that show the other day. Yeah. I mean, I still sing the songs from time to time. I'm not going to lie. Um, that was so, so crazy. And it was about the Lewis, uh, uh, the Lewis and Clark expedition is so boring. That was like the first line of the show. Um, and so there was pretty cool memories about that. Jesse, do you, do you have anything that jumps out at you about nine young men from Kentucky? Wow. Uh, what a <laughs> Gosh, I remember taking it to uh, this stage on the Belvedere, yeah. maybe. We were all there, right? And it was just the most surreal experience to watch the show that we did and then to watch the other people who had our, the same part right. interpreted a completely different way. Because there were, there were multiple casts. There, yeah, there were at least four within yeah. the musical theater like class. But then there was also the musical theater lab, I think, that had their own cast of it. Because mm-hmm. they would take that out to, uh, to schools. Mm-hmm. Just like they took, um, oh, what else? Uh, she Pirates of the Pirates. Caribbean. The Caribbean. Right? Um, sophisticated <laughs> Ladies went out, too. Yeah. Um, so that was a really great kind of touring aspect yeah but it taught i mean we learned think about what you gained from doing that having to share this role with multiple people um i know i was dying and praying that i would get called so that i could miss class to go tour the show um so i could miss math class and those kinds of things um Mm -hmm. but it was really cool to sing and do original music and original lines that nobody else has performed. Um, we also did She Pirates. Uh, Libby, you had a you had a you know important role in She Pirates. Uh, what was that like for you? Arg. Remember that was our yeah, the theme I, of our <laughs> senior year was seniors. Remember that? Seniors. Yes, it all kind of it came together beautifully. Um, yeah, I played Anne Bonnie when we took it um, for the musical theater lab and went to all the different schools. And what was neat was, um, I'm going to backtrack a little bit to what you were talking about with the nine young men from Kentucky. I wasn't actually a part of the cast. Um, I was a part of the crew. That's Mm -hmm. where I learned how to do soundboard. And um, that actually started me on my techie uh, track. And I really love designing the show because of that experience. Because when I was watching you guys, there were, about like you said maybe four different casts and I would run the sound for them and that day on the the when we went to the Belvedere there was a a cast that had messed up they had skipped forward 30 pages and I had to learn very quickly on the fly how to fix skipping nine different songs and going to a microphone that we shouldn't go to and 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 what to do there so that was kind of awesome to have that experience and terrifying all at the same time. Um, but, uh, she pirates, uh, not sea pirates, she pirates was all about, um, Anne Bonnie and Mary Reed. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong. We had Ashton Napier and 
Carly. Carly Mayo. Mm -hmm. Was Carly Mayo Mary Reed in my cast? I yep. think it was. Yeah. And um, it was a great experience. I loved going out to the schools. It was so different than doing a main stage production because you had to learn how to really adapt to a different type of audience, younger children and, and different age groups and stuff like that. And we were our own crew setting up everything, moving it from place to place. And so there were a lot of different skills that we had learned. Um, and, and, um, Octavia, um, what's Octavia's last name? Right. Right. Octavia Wright. Um, it was a great experience. And so I really enjoyed it. I actually learned, I had my biggest mess up while I was at Y Pass doing that she pirates thing. Um, we went to a conference for teachers over 300 educators from Kentucky came and we were doing one of the shows and we accidentally skipped ahead in one of the songs about a stanza ahead and we realized it after I sang the stanza and then we were off the track and it, and I could not figure out how to get us back onto the time and being in front of 300 people in a conference room, downtown Louisville, it was terrifying. And I remember looking over at Tim Murner and he, he just kind of shrugged his shoulders. Like it's up to you to fix it now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I think we all had um, dabbled in technical theater. Um, I know I, uh, assistant stage managed a play we did called The Trial of God. Um, I worked on The Outsiders a little bit as well. Um, and then some other show that I can't remember, but something that we all had the opportunity to be a part of was something called the New Works Festival. You know, we were talking about new, new plays and new musicals. So these were plays and musicals written by students. Um, who else was a part of New Works Festival? I know I was. Were you guys a part of New Works Festival? I sang in one. Okay. And Jesse, you you performed in several. I did, but for the life of me, I could not tell you the names of it or what they were about. But I I just remember being directed by students and loving it. Yeah. Because they were they were it was their work, and so they were not only married to it, but they were obsessed with their work, and it for the most part showed especially in production. But if we can go back to um, all the different roles that exist. So for Sweet Charity, you all, we were talking about um, people wanting to be cast in certain things. I had the uh, amazing opportunity to be a dance captain for that show. And I think that we kind of forget all these various roles that exist mm -hmm. in the real world. Oh, absolutely. It's not just about getting the lead. Listen, I learned after high school when I went to audition because I went to college here and I learned very quickly that uh, I wasn't going to always play the lead because I, up until that point, I played a lead role in She Pirates. I played a lead role in Sweet Charity and Les Mis and everything I had done, mostly because I wasn't a great dancer and I didn't apply myself. So after high school, I'm like, man, I'd love to be in the ensemble. And so I auditioned for a couple shows and I'll never forget. I went to this audition for little shop of horrors in the community theater. And 18 year old me is like, I sang circles around everybody in this audition. Um, I'm going to be Seymour. 
and I get a callback for Audrey too. And um, then I get cast as bum number three. <laughs> and my little young ego was so fragile, but it was that moment that I realized like, man, there's so much that goes into theater. And obviously I learned that later uh, being a theater educator, you know, it's so important that um, we, we teach our students. I think all of us have done some teaching and coaching um, in some type of way. And so I want to talk about where everybody is sort of now, but it's so important. I teach my kids, like, I want you to learn every part of the theater um, to, to at least appreciate um, what the stage managers do, what the costumers do, you know, the difference between the fact that we have a stage manager and a technical director, like those are two different roles. The technical director is not always the scenic designer, you know, in high school, some of those things kind of blend together. We were blessed at Y-Pass though, to be able to get a full picture of what the theater world looks like, but we were blessed in that way. Not every school is like that. So speaking of school, Jesse, you are with Sacred Heart at the moment. I am. I am the Assistant Artistic Director at Sacred Heart School for the Arts, where we turn learners into leaders. I love, I love that phrase. I mean, oh. it, it, it's beautiful. It's very it's succinct. It, it makes perfect sense. It's exactly what we should be doing with these young creatives. It's amazing. I love it. Uh, uh, Libby, you have uh, been a theater educator. You are you 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 also perform. I just got you to perform recently, uh, <laughs> so that yes, performer hug is still in there, right? You still still longing for the yes, stage. Yes, I actually, yeah, I um, did theater education and produced shows for about ten years. Uh, I went back and forth between doing graphic design, choreography. Um, uh, kind of in work with um, another theater educator, educator, and then I myself did producing, directing for my own shows, and then um, after I got done with that, I decided I wanted to do acting again, and I, it's, man, I took about a 10-year hiatus of performing, and I, when I went back on stage, I said, oh my gosh, I, lo I love seeing what's in my mind coming onto the stage, but as an actor, I can do that, and then I can have so much more freedom because it's just me and it's not me trying to do it for a lot of other things. Uh, one of the things I learned early on was I need to delegate better with a lot of my stuff because mm -hmm. I loved doing the, the costume design and, the, you know, uh, lighting design and, and doing all the cues for the show. And so I was working myself to the bone. And so now I enjoy performing and uh, just doing that as part of uh, my love of expression. So. And what's the last show you did? Well, before quarantine hit, I was actually supposed to be in a show here in Springfield called Museum, um, and it was actually going to be done at the Art Museum in Springfield, which was going to be really neat, and we're still possibly doing that show. It's going to have to be moved to maybe fall. They're going to kind of reconnect with everybody and see what what's going to happen there, but um, prior to that, we just... Um, did Clue, I was Miss Scarlet in the uh, the straight play Clue, which was hilarious and it was really, really fun to dig into that role of being such an iconic evil character. So it was neat. Yeah. All right, Pat, what about you? Tell everybody what you have going on now and what you've been doing over the last few years. 
Um, so after, after I left Y-Pass, I went to the University of Kentucky um, to study voice um, and actually um, had vocal health issues and had to stop singing for quite some time. Um, and that's how I got into stage management and assistant directing. Um, from there, I got into marketing um, and kind of just took off from there. Um, I've done box office management. I've done venue management. Um, I was most recently artistic operations manager for a small opera company down in Naples, Florida. And I'm now the creative services manager for the uh, Savannah Voice Festival, um, which is one of the Cheryl Milne's uh, voice programs. So yeah. I do production management and marketing for them. Awesome. Love it. All right. So I have some questions for you guys. Patrick, you just told us where you went to college. Jesse and Libby, why don't you tell us where you guys went to school? I went to Millican University in Decatur, Illinois. Decatur, uh, Illinois. Decatur, Illinois. It smells like soy. Um, <laughs> does when it rains. Okay. So uh, I went for musical theater for the first year and then transferred over to a BA in theater and a minor in dance. Um, all throughout that time, I was also working professionally. I worked at Cedar Point for a summer. I came back here and I worked for Music Theater Louisville for a summer. Um, I also worked at the Equity Playhouse Little Theater on the Square, where we did, oh my gosh, eight shows that summer. We also put lighting up, sound. We did everything. It was a wonderful experience. That was a great college experience, for sure. You also worked uh, in Missouri um, as well at uh at help me out sure king's castle theater in branson missouri yes branson branson yes yeah that was um after i got off my cruise ship contract uh with princess cruise lines aboard the emerald princess where i danced we did four shows um and a couple other side shows Mm -hmm. what a great great opportunity Mm -hmm. Um, before that i was a footnote at uh, Derby Dinner Playhouse, as well as did uh, ten plus shows there. What is a then, footnote for those who don't oh, know? Uh, a footnote is the pre-show entertainment at Derby Dinner. So you go at, to Derby at about five o'clock. You sit down. A waiter comes up to you and asks you what you want to drink, and that waiter may actually be your footnote for the evening. And they'll uh, end up on stage to do a fifteen-minute pre-show, come back out for an intermission. And then the show starts. We have a normal first act, intermission, second act. What a great, another great experience. Yeah, absolutely. And Libby, you went to? I went to Stevens College in Columbia, Missouri. Woot, woot. Oh my gosh, I love that school so much. I can't even... I can't even start going on about it. If you are a girl and you want an in-depth theater experience, go to Stevens College in Columbia. Um, prior to that, I, I really was floundering when it came to theater. And I knew when I went to college, um, I was trying for musical theater. But out of the three things, I, I was decent. Um, I was good at singing. I was not good at dance at all. And um, theater, I had really no clue what I was doing. I was able to somewhat fake it, but I I wasn't really there yet. And so I said, well, let's try out for some theater places and musical theater and vocal. And pretty much musical theater said, you need to go into theater or vocal. (laughs) And so I said, okay. So I went there for theater and oh my gosh, 
Lambie Hedge and um, Rob Doyen. Uh, these are actors there that are just Brett Prentice, um, Peter Beiger. Um, oh my gosh, there's so many more. I, I can't even remember all my professors. Oh my gosh, it, it makes me so sad. But the, it was a, a very intensive um, program. It was year program so that you could graduate early and that was one of the top reasons why I went there was I could actually get out to start performing most of the people that were my age that I knew were fantastic and uh, so um, I think our summer intensive we did 10 shows um, and I think maybe four of them um, we everybody was casted and four shows and I did Godspell in a week where we we got up and we were at rehearsal by I believe eight in the morning and we would rehearse until maybe 10 o'clock at night and after seven days we, we put on the full show it, it wasn't you know a, a cabaret of it or anything we had the full-fledged show by seven days and that experience was really really great but that school let me grow in so many different ways it was it was fantastic um so probably yeah, so, it was it was fantastic. It was a great experience. So, guys, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to me today. I thoroughly enjoyed it, um, <clears throat> and I actually get to learn something about all of you as well. So, um, uh, I hope everybody enjoyed our conversation today and take some time to follow these guys on Instagram. Who's on Instagram here? Me. Jesse and Patrick, you guys are on Instagram. What are your Instagram handles? Mine is wait for my G underscore O. Wait for my go because I'm a stage manager. Oh, I see. I was, I was like very confused for a second. <laughs> and so I guess my handle is get ready for this. Hoopty cow. I think I already knew that because I always thought it that was is, strange. It is a throwback to um, my high school days. Um, Hoopty being like uh, country and cow being, well, bovine. So, but things that I don't know. I love you. Um, <laughs> well, we'll have to do this again sometime and maybe bring on a couple of our other, our other uh, friends too. So... Thank you guys for taking the time out. And uh, everybody, say bye to, the, to our audience. Bye, guys. Thanks for having us. Bye. Got a cool tone there at the end. Sorry. <laughs>